that is self-care. Like yeah. eating healthy, taking care of your body, exercising, that is self-care. And I don't understand why people brag about all the awful bad things they do and they don't sleep and they eat bad and they drink too much. And I'm like, that is not self-care. That's just running your body even further into the ground. So, but you have to start small. Well, you know, Today we speak with Andrea Pender, who had previously been on our show. She returns with some great news about the changes her husband has made as a result of this pandemic. The current situation has also given them the opportunity to take their workout routine to the next level, and they are now training for their first triathlon. Andrea will share her story of how she became vegan. She will talk to us about her passion project called The Plant-Based Executive, and we will talk about self-care. Remember to subscribe to our channel to hear more great episodes like this one. Links to our YouTube channel, newsletter, podcast, and links for our guests are also located in the show notes. Let's meet Andrea. Okay, so welcome back to another episode of Plant-Based DFW, and today I have Andrea Pender, and she is a business development executive, a dedicated yogi and avid learner, uh, especially about health and wellness, and a lover of all animals. She applies her signature spark of energy to every project that she engages in, and the Plant-Based Executive is her passion project where she helps educate executives and people in general on how to eat plant-based foods on a busy schedule and during their travels. Welcome back. Thanks for having me. So how are you during this time of the pandemic? You know, we're doing great. So um, I think I've renovated and updated my office area three times now, and I have the perfect layout now. So I'm all situated at home and doing really great. Yeah, I should also say that you're very active on social media. So you share a lot of content. um, And we can talk about that in detail. But you know, you share the books that you enjoy reading, you're sharing about the exercise um, routine that you have yourself and with your husband. And so you stay very active. For those people that may not have heard the first episode you were on, can we start with talking about your story of how you became plant based? Sure. Yeah, so uh, it's been I've been vegan now for seven years. So a couple years before that, I had a friend of mine who um, decided to go vegetarian for Lent. And, you know, on the phone, she was like, you know, I think I'm going to try this thing. I've heard some really great things about it. I've read some books, done some research. And my, my thoughts literally were, okay, that's fine. You know, you cook for yourself. I'll cook for me, but go for it. I'm supporting you, you know? So she... So I laugh and I say she started brainwashing me at that point, like giving me resources to read and books to read. And some of it I was like, well, I'm, you know, I'm just not quite on board yet. So then the following year, she said, you know, I think I'm going to try this vegan thing during Lent this year. So she went from vegetarian to vegan. And afterwards, then it really clicked with me. So she started telling me more books, more, you know, materials, resources to read. And so she recommended a book called The China Study. And so I read it. I think a lot of your listeners, watchers probably know it. It's about this thick. It's all research material, which I'm normally a reader of like mystery novels. You know, I am not a nonfiction book reader. And I couldn't put it down because it was literally my family history. It had, you know, cancer and heart disease and high cholesterol and all of those things. And I just kept thinking, hmm. 
if I keep eating the way that I grew up, the way that, you know, the only way that I know how to cook and prepare food, then that's what's going to happen to me. So mm -hmm. it literally was like a light switch went off. And I used to drink two gallons of milk a week myself. And so I went from, um, I, I just said, you know what, if I can give up milk for 30 days, I can do anything. And I didn't really have a plan in place after that 30 days, but 30 days came and went. And then I immediately took meat and all other animal products out of my diet. So, yeah. Wow. And you said immediately. You know how difficult it is for people to make a transition? Did you throw out everything that was animal-based? So my husband was not going vegan with me. So I kept that in there for him. Um, and then I just didn't buy it once it was gone. And I just, I know my personality. And so I know I'm either all in or I'm not. And so that's just, I just knew that that's what I needed to do. You didn't have much support when you started. So what tools did you have if you had any? I had my friend. And so I, my friend, Nicole, and so I would call her and I would just, you know, what cookbook do I need? What website do I need? Like, what do I eat? What do I do? And, you know, there were little things that I just had no clue. And I'm like, oh my gosh, there's dairy in these potato chips, you know? So there was, there was definitely a learning curve. And it's interesting to see seven years ago, the vegan foods that were on restaurant menus and things like that compared to today. Today, it's so mainstream. I mean, it's so easy now. So it's funny, which I know there's people that's, that have been plant-based for 20 years. And I just think, Whoa, like that, I can't imagine what the options would have been like on an out to eat, you know, social kind of a, kind of a choice. So I understand. Yes, because it was in 2013 when I first read The Start Solution by Dr. John McDougall. I started transitioning some of the recipes and my immediate my family here in Dallas was not very happy about that they wouldn't touch my food I can almost imagine what it would have been like for you uh, again seven years ago when you didn't have these vegan restaurants in the Dallas area how was it for you living in a house um, where your husband wasn't necessarily fully on board because many of us are in that situation where we make that transition and then our loved ones maybe are not on board yeah, so you know, at first I would still I would still buy the cheese sticks, I would still buy the rack of ribs, and I would still cook all those things because I was good at it. I mean, I was I was a good I, I still still am. It's just a different different recipes now. I mean, I did a really great job grilling out on the barbecue, you know? And and then slowly it was kind of like you know what, this isn't, I'm not eating it. This is, you know, I couldn't walk in the meat department anymore. Just the smell of it. I couldn't handle it. Um, so it, it was kind of a slow transition. So Will knew if he wanted to eat the cheese sticks or have the rack of ribs or whatever it was, he was going to buy it and cook it. And it just, it kind of, you know, it was, it wasn't really a spoken, it was more of an unspoken. This is just what's happening now. Um, and so it, it really was fine. And, and I also preface this, you know, I grew up in a family where right now it's lunchtime. We would be talking about what we're having for dinner or what, what our breakfast plans are the next day. And Will isn't really motivated by food. And so that wasn't really, it's not really a big thing for him. So sometimes he'll eat dinner, sometimes he won't. Whereas I do not miss a meal. So I am always planning, Ooh, what's the next thing I can cook or eat or who can I go eat with or where can we go? 
Um, so he was super supportive. And I mean, you know, he would be the first one to say, hey, is there something on the menu that you can eat? Or, you know, if we're going over to a friend's house, it would be like, hey, what do we want to bring? Because there's probably not going to be anything for you. And we want to make sure, you know, that you can participate. So 100% super supportive. I admire the fact that you were so patient and supportive of him. And the last time we had a conversation, not only on the podcast, but just, you know, in person, we were talking and he was starting to, you know, come on board even more. So what is going on now? How's Will doing? So it's interesting. So you know, we're hopefully at the tail end of COVID stuff. Um, but you know, I mean, everything was shut down at the beginning. And so with my love of cooking, it was kind of a time for me to go through an experiment and basically clean out the pantries. <laughs> and I, you know, the few grocery store trips we did, we weren't buying meat and cheese and things like that. And so it was kind of this Almost, you know, he was with me for 24 hours a day. There was no options for lunch meetings and things like that with clients. And so it was, it was almost an unknown. I didn't even realize what was happening until he said, you do realize I haven't had any red meat in two weeks. And I was like, you haven't? Because <laughs> I, did, I, didn't I didn't even notice. And, you know, I mean, I had kind of checked that off my list for grocery stores. I mean, I wasn't buying it, so I wasn't monitoring it, you know. Um, and so fast forward a little bit longer, um, we decided to get on a subscription with Nature's Plate. And so he's been able to kind of experiment and try new foods and things like that. And so he's been fully vegan now for about a month. So wow. um, it, it's, I mean, I... I'll be honest, I never thought I never thought it would happen. And so it and what's nice is, you know, some things are open and we are doing some client things and there's things on menus. Like he's finding it, you know, that it might be something weird, like he's been doing avocado tacos and that's what he likes. Um, or he's been doing impossible burgers, which I know those aren't the healthiest option out there, but it's an option. And you're just like the the guy next to you ordering whatever burger they're ordering. No one knows. So um, but we, we know there's no cholesterol and it's better for us. COVID has uh, forced people to be a little bit more deliberate in how they cook at home and what they choose. And so I keep hearing stories about people saying, uh, you know, I've lowered my cholesterol, you know, my hypertension has improved. They, you know, people are seeing numbers improve and weight loss happening and being more energetic because we all have been forced to be at home and we're forced to cook more often. It's been so nice just being able to put something in the pressure cooker and having like a home cooked meal at lunchtime. You know, like that doesn't happen when you're out entertaining clients and doing all that kind of thing. So that that has been a lot of fun for us is, ooh, what can we put in the pressure cooker at breakfast time and have it ready to go at lunch? Well, congratulations um, for your, the hard work that you put in and helping Will and congratulations to Will. My seven years of hard work. <laughs> ah, yay. And you know, it, part of it too is the peer pressure that we feel when we go out to eat with family and friends or coworkers is that we feel like we have to kind of eat what they're eating. You mentioned Nature's Play and their plant-based foods that are already prepared. Prepared. This is a good way to figure out like what foods you like. Exactly. That is the big thing that we're finding is, you know, I've been there, done that. So I know what I like, you know, I know, ooh, I, I'm interested in trying this new thing or no, I don't want this thing. But when you've never tasted these things, it's like you don't even know where to start. So it's been perfect to get a few of these meals every day, 
you know, to try, okay, let's try this. Okay, I like this. I don't care for that. I want to get this next time. But a lot of times those weren't even in the vocabulary because mm -hmm. we didn't eat it, you know? Right. So that has been really helpful. Um, congratulations to Will. It's just, I'm so happy for you guys. Unbelievable. I mean, and it's so funny because I said, hey, do we need to clean out the freezer? Because like, I don't even know what's in there. He goes, nope, I already did it. So like he got rid of everything. Oh, that makes me want to cry. So yeah, he bagged everything up, including like cheese sticks. I mean, all of that. It's gone. It yeah, is yeah. not in my house anymore. Yay! Isn't that amazing? You're an inspiration for that same reason. And I love it. Remember, I think I asked you early on, how do you manage that? And yet you're so graceful and cheerful and keep such a positive attitude and non-judgmental. I mean, you know, it, we, we can be as mean as possible, but people aren't going to listen. Yeah. You know, you just have to lead by example. You have this passion project called the plant-based executive um, you're sort of an influencer in that way that you want to encourage people to eat healthy and you share that on social media I do so it's funny because there's you know my friends family some of my clients are following me on social media and it's really interesting um, I have a close co-worker and she laughs and she goes your goal is just to brainwash everyone and they won't even know it <laughs> And so it, it's interesting, you know, when I'm, when I'm out with some clients who I don't even realize that they've been following me on social media, they'll say, hey, can we try a vegan restaurant? Or what would you get vegan at this place? And then they'll, then they will order the vegan meal, even though they're not vegan. And so it's those little tidbits of information that I try to put on social media. Just it's easy. You know, it's a complete completely different way of thinking for most people. But I just want to show that you can do it. And it can be easy. You know, we don't have to make it really hard and learn a brand new repertoire of recipes, just go back to the basics. And so those are the things that people for whatever reason, they skip, skip over and they want to make it really hard. And I'm like, Nope, it's easy. But and this is how you can do it. People choose who they'll model after or who will influence them. So there are plenty of people on social media and on YouTube and all that that are constantly putting up recipes. And I find it interesting, like when my family says, Can you give me recipes? It's like, but there's a lot of content out there. And yet, if you're the person that they like and admire and learn from, they'll just keep looking to you. And you know, some of these social media influencers, you know, their their target market is, you know, the fitness person who wants to go do a bodybuilding competition or, you know, they have pretty extreme types of clients that they're going after. I just want to help the regular person, you know, like how can I help that regular lady who goes to the office every day or, you know, or the mom or the, the guy just casually hitting the gym a couple times a week. So, you know, it's not, it's not an extreme thing. It's like anybody can do this and it's easy. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about your exercise routine. Because before the pandemic, you'd go to the gym, at least I would see you with these heavy weights. And what do you consider yourself like a weightlifter or bodybuilder? I so I do a lot of weightlifting. And then uh, just recently, my husband and I started training for a triathlon. So I don't know what you call me just somebody who really loves a challenge, basically. Um, yeah, so before, um, 
I don't have heavy, heavy, heavy weights at home. Um, but during the pandemic, I was able to get a hold of a squat rack. And then I had some, some of the weights that you're picturing, just not as much. So I used to do heavy weights and low reps, but I don't have enough weight. So I'm doing lower weights and higher reps right now when I do my weights. So I do two leg days every week and then two upper body days every week. And then now we're also doing this triathlon training. So we're doing um, three days of a little running program. So a lot of people have probably heard of an app called Couch to 5K, which I wasn't quite sure about it because I thought, well, we're not really on the couch. I mean, we're kind of doing a little bit more than that, but we've, ne we've never been runners. And so it's, an, it's a nice little program where every day it's a little bit different and it preps you. I think it's a nine-week program and it preps you so at the end of this program, you can run a 5K comfortably. So you say maybe most people have, but I've never heard of it. So I'm glad that you're mentioning it because some of our listeners could probably use that. At day one, this is what you do, and you press play, and the lady takes you through the program, and I mean, it's definitely been doable. And so then we actually got some ankle tethers, so we could swim in place in our pool in the backyard, so we could get, you know, like we don't have, obviously, an Olympic length pool in our backyard, so we wanted to make sure we weren't just kicking off just to do a flip turn to kick back. So we're able to swim in place. We do about 25 minutes on that. Um, and then we just recently got bicycles. So we started doing the, the bicycle portion of the triathlon training. So our game plan is just to do a sprint, which is the first level. So it's about a half mile swim. Um, I think it's 11 mile bike and um, a 5k. So if we wanted to, we could probably muscle through and just do it. But we're our game plan is to enjoy the process and we're doing it together which we've never trained for anything together that is awesome now do you have a date for the triathlon is there something you've signed up for already so everything's canceled this year okay i wasn't sure so our game plan is it'll probably be like uh beginning of november and we're just gonna do it so we're gonna measure the you know the length of everything and we're just gonna do it together and just do it ourselves. That way you have an idea of what your numbers look like. You have to qualify, right? I'm assuming for a triathlon or you can just participate. Yeah, you can just participate unless they're like the big ones, like the Iron okay. Man and all of those things you have to qualify. But we're, we're not we're not there yet on week three <laughs> of training. <laughs> you seem like you are like a true warrior when it comes to working out. And I was wondering how you even set up your whole gym. But... Everything is sold out right now everything still if you go right now on amazon and i'm looking for like eight pound and, and ten pounds one place wanted to charge me like a thirty dollar shipping fee <laughs> yes yeah we had the weights uh before the pandemic and then i have since gotten a squat rack and a bench and then we already had a treadmill we got that years and years and years ago um and then we actually bought a, a nordic track spin bike um, I guess it's probably been like three months ago and that has been really interesting because the, the, where did I ride this morning? I did a trail ride up Mount Fuji um, and they have rides in Vietnam and Patagonia oh. and 
it's just because you're following behind an instructor and instead of just like a classroom setting you're seeing all these like little alleyways or you know landscape views of these really beautiful places that you would never be able to go for an hour in the morning before work so that has been that has probably been the most humbling of everything because it's like oh it's just bikes you know it's just bike riding it's so hard because there's hills and resistance. And I mean, there's a whole lot that goes into staying on that bike and enjoying it for an hour. <laughs> you inspired me to kind of have like a walking uh, desk on the treadmill. Riz brought home a treadmill from work and we have one bedroom that's our fitness room. And so I get on it as often as I can. So I'm not sitting as much. So I haven't been able to figure out how to create a, a, the desk portion of it. If you do a quick search on YouTube for treadmill desk, <laughs> there's there's a handful of just do it yourself. You'll When you see it, you're going to be like, really? This is as hard as this is? I mean, mine, it's just a few pieces of wood and a bungee, like holding it to the arms of it. But it, it does exactly what I need it to do. I wanted to mention your love for reading and your connection um, with the public library. Tell us more about what you do. Um, and you're still on the board, right? So I am the president of our local library. Um, and they have what's called a friends group. And so the friends group is kind of we help um, help with the budgeting on planning events at the library, which as a lot of us know, a lot of the branches are closed right now because of COVID. Um, so we're not having as we're not having anything right now at our branch. But there are libraries that are open, so you can still get your books and go pick them up at a few of the branches. I just love reading. It's just been something that's been a huge part of my life, my entire life. And so I just want to encourage people to to read, take the time. And to use to use the local library, there's audiobooks. I mean, at the beginning of COVID, I actually emailed all of my clients several links to the local library because so many people don't know that there's audiobooks. They don't know that there's online resources. Um, there's a lot of online training that the memberships would cost a fee, but it's paid for through the library if you have a library card. So it's just one of those kind of reminders to you know you can save 25 bucks and check out a library book instead of buying it at the bookstore. I mean, I know we need to put money in the economy and all that type of thing, but um, I mean, gosh, I go through books so quickly. Um, I, I would be spending a lot of money if I wasn't checking out the books. <laughs> I do buy books as well. The, I also enjoy Audible um, or audiobooks, I should say. Right now, I have time to read a lot. So I'm going over books that I've already purchased that I sort of were on my to read list. And now I'm, I'm going through a lot of content. So the Audible uh, audiobooks are much easier for me too when I'm staying physically busy or I'm on the treadmill or I'm at the park walking. And we had a painting project a couple months ago and I had an audiobook playing in the background the whole time so that was nice. So there was um, a, a program that you sort of volunteered or work with. One day I saw that your hair was shorter. You have such healthy beautiful hair and then you talked about how you donated some of your hair. Tell us about that. I believe this was the sixth time that I have donated my hair. It grows really fast. Um, 
the first time that I donated, I was in college. Um, and then it's kind of been about every two to three years since that I'll just donate it again. Um, the organizations vary. Some of them, unfortunately, go out of business. I mean, you know, there a lot of them are not for profits. Um, and so then I just kind of research and see what the best place is. A lot of them go to people who have, um, they just have, they have some reason why they need a wig. Um, and so typically these wigs are given for free to these people who are in need, who need, who need a wig. And from my understanding, like real hair wigs are much more comfortable than synthetic hair wigs. But if they spent the money, like they're really, really expensive. And most of the time it's cost prohibitive for, pe for people to actually purchase those. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's really interesting. So as I've been doing all this over the years, I've done some research and they say it takes 10 hair donations to make one wig. That's a lot. And so I thought, gosh, if my hair grows, I mean, it's just hair. Because I did this like pre-COVID and you can already see it's like long again. So I know. Um, I'm like, it's just hair. I'll chop it off and it'll be short for a couple months and then I'll be good to go back to my normal, regular, what it is. So yeah. does your hair grow faster now that you're plant-based? Man, it's just grown fast my entire life, but I should go back and do the math on when I actually donated every single time. I feel like I just donated my hair like a week ago is what it feels like. And it's already <laughs> long, which I know it's been longer than that. But is there like a hobby that you develop during this time? I think it's basically been this triathlon research. <laughs> yes. So I mean, that's super new. So it didn't start at the beginning of COVID. But now we're just like eating up every everything we can like YouTube videos and podcasts. And then now we're finding like vegan triathletes. And there's a lot of them out there to follow, which so it's just like a whole new whole new world of people that I didn't even know existed when you talk about your working out with Will, and, and I'm doing that with my husband, we've never really worked out together. And it's been such a bonding experience how we connect and we all start with the X and we're like, yeah, let's do this. You know, <laughs> I never knew how good one can feel from having a workout routine. You know, when people talk about working out, they're like, you're gonna look great, you know, beach body, you, you know, get in a bikini. You always talk about these superficial outer, no one's ever told me, you're going to feel good. <laughs> like your stress will be reduced. Your self-esteem will go up. How come we don't emphasize that? I don't know. I just recently posted on social media all about that is self-care, like yeah. eating healthy, taking care of your body, exercising. That is self-care. And I don't understand why people brag about all the awful bad things they do and they don't sleep and they eat bad and they drink too much. And I'm like, that is not self-care. That's just running your body even further into the ground. So, but you have to start small, you know, because if you start with this big giant, oh, there's no way I could do 25 minutes of cardio and an hour of weightlifting. Well, don't start with that. You know, start with setting out your workout clothes the night before and walking for five minutes. It's really interesting. I feel wonderful whenever I'm working out. And it's funny because if I go out of town on vacation, which we're typically pretty active on vacation, but when I change up the food, when I don't get as much movement, I don't feel as good. 
So, yeah, I think they just don't know what they don't know. But last year when I went to the American College of Lifestyle Medicine conference, which is all the topics of lifestyle medicine, I sat in on a talk about using exercise as medicine. This particular physician that spoke about the topic said, why don't we see these fitness coaches that work at gyms knocking on the doors of the physician's offices and saying, I have something that can help your patients. I think my jumping into P90X was a little extreme for someone who doesn't like being in the gym to doing this. And I was just going through the, the motions the first two weeks, like it's like, okay, let's do this. And then one day I said, I'm all in. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do the 90 days and then I'm going to continue with something that for maintenance and health. But I'm telling you, the emphasis that you just um, place on self-care is exactly what I want to encourage people to do as well is don't try to do a lot. Do more than you're doing now. But when you start to see how good you feel inside that you, you have a little bit more peace your stress is reduced a little bit more. And then you you realize that you can do more than before. Like my strength and my ability is so much more than when we first started early in the pandemic. And I remember I reached out to you, I think I asked you, do you ever share kind of tips on what to eat as you're working out? Yeah, and I think I, I think that kind of I added in a couple of posts on social media after that. I was like, oh, maybe I should maybe I should post a little bit of stuff like that. That's one of those things also where you kind of have to experiment and see what works. So I know like I typically do my cardio in the morning and I typically do that fasted. So I get up, I roll out of bed, I put on my workout clothes and I do my cardio and 30 minutes later then I have my bowl of oatmeal, you know. Um, and so like last Saturday, I mixed it all up. I woke up and I was hungry. So I thought, you know what, I'm just going to go ahead and eat. It felt like I had 50 pounds of food in my stomach. And so it's like, okay, I should have just gone out, done the cardio, come back. Um, and so that's something that new people need to experiment with on also. And you know, they may be stuck with a certain time because of their workout schedule. But mm -hmm. like I know, I, I can't do leg day in the morning. It, it hurts my hip. I'm just not warmed up enough. But so I can always do, I can do my heavy leg days in the evening. And that's where I really thrive and I perform really well. But it takes that time of experimenting on, well, what works? What doesn't work? What works for you might not work for me. And so you just kind of have to play with that a little bit and give and give it some time and figure it out. Like this works for me. This does not. And then start a routine. So I am all about a routine. I thrive on a routine. When I'm off, I don't like it. <laughs> it sounds like the app that you recommended is a good starting place for people that are not very active. Yep. So the whole point on that app is to get you to be able to run a 5k. So um, and then there's there's the beach body, you know, um, classes like your P90x. And those are all available online. So you can do it in your living room. There's less mills. I have subscriptions to both of those. So um, if you want to do like a boxing class or a yoga class or something like that, you have access for that. But even just taking the subscription off of there, just put on your tennis shoes and go outside for a walk, especially if you have a dog. Your dog would definitely appreciate it. I do want to know what's next for a plant-based executive because you did talk about maybe uh, revamping either your blog or your YouTube channel. 
So uh, I took a little break with the plant-based executive because I wasn't quite sure what angle I wanted to go. I, I had a routine where I would post something on every Tuesday and every Thursday, and it just kind of became sterile. And so now I don't have a standard set time on when I'm posting, but it's more detailed posts. It's more kind of from the heart. Um, it's more things that I think, you know what, people need to know about this. Or I just tried this great new vegan restaurant and this is what I had, or just restaurant. And then this is the vegan option that I got. So I wanted to make it instead of here's a recipe, or here I'm doing a cooking demonstration. I just wanted to make it more me, to be perfectly honest. Like these are the things that I'm doing. This is what would be great for you to do. You know, just kind of a better resource than just another recipe blog. Mm -hmm. So, And we should emphasize that you actually took the eCornell plant-based nutrition course. So you're certified in that. I want to emphasize too that you have sort of an environmental interest as well. I do. So I took that class. I feel like time is such a funny thing right now. I guess it's probably been about two years ago. Um, and it was, it was really interesting. So it was one of those, I wish everyone could take this course because it was such good scientific information. You know, it was, everything was science-based, fact-based. It wasn't opinion-based. Um, so it was it was really great information. And some of the little assignments that we had to do really made you think like, oh, I never thought about that when I looked at a label. Um, but then kind of, I've always been doing whatever I can to save the earth. And so that um, being plant-based really kind of falls in hand in hand. And I didn't really realize just how much better a plant-based diet and lifestyle was for the planet until I kind of started moving this direction. So I am always recycling. Um, we have a compost in the in the backyard. My husband hates it, but I have a compost. Um, so we're always reusing things, trying to find second, you know, second uses for single use items. Like how can I repurpose this? Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm one of those who, if I'm not telling you that you should eat plant-based, I'm at least telling you to stop using Ziploc baggies. <laughs> oh my God. And that's the hardest part. And now, I don't know if you knew this, but with the grocery stores, I know you were having your food delivered, but I was going still to the grocery stores and I have tons of reusable fabric bags and people were telling me, no, you can't bring those in. It kills me to use plastic bags. Me too. And I know that there was a few where if you brought your bag in, then you had to bag it. Mm -hmm. And so if you're by yourself, then you're backing up the line and it's taking forever. So yeah. People are looking at you like, yeah, you, the one that, you know, come on, keep it. It's bad enough we have to use a mask, but. I'm saving oh. the earth with this bag. Don't look at me meanly. <laughs> It's been awesome speaking with you and, and following you on social media. And so if people want to learn more about the work that you're doing, the plant-based executive, how can they reach you or, or learn from you? The best thing to do would be follow me on Instagram. That is where I'm the most active. And my Instagram handle is the Andrea Pinder. So T-H-E and my first and last name. Um, and then my blog is theplantbasedexecutive.com. So those are the those are the best resources. I'm always happy to answer any question. I know people always say that, 
but I really am happy to answer any questions. So find me on Instagram, send me a DM, and I will be happy to answer anything. There you go. So if you're looking to be motivated in terms of anything from like plant-based nutrition to exercising or finding a good book to read, make sure that you follow Andrea Pender. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thanks for having me. You've been listening to the Plant-Based DFW podcast show. If you like our content, please like, share, and leave a review. Our goal is to provide quality episodes to help support the community.